This is the Warm Springs program on KWSO. Several years ago, in an effort to educate the Warm Springs tribal membership about the history of the Confederated Tribes of Warm Springs major documents, Mike Clements shared his knowledge of those documents in an interview with KWSO. The initial document that we all consider first is our treaty of 1855. That treaty was made with the what they call the tribes of Middle Oregon in 1855, Articles of Agreement in a convention done in a place called Wasco, Oregon. Back in the day when Joel Palmer was called an area superintendent, he uh, met with the people and signed the treaty, and it was ratified by uh, the Congress on March 8, 1859. James Buchanan was the president at that time. When we go through that history, we look at the people that were agreeing on our behalf, and they were the chiefs and headsmen of the groups that were on the Columbia River at that time. So we just uh, always look to those names. People can look at our treaty, see who all the signers were, and uh, go from there. So we hold that document to be our uh, our fondling document that our people, uh, the Warmstrings and the Wasco, were uh, on that treaty. The Paiute people that are here on our reservation came at a later time, and we'll explain that in the next document. The second document that we look to is a document which was uh, created in uh, in December of 1937. And it was a document that was voted on by three tribes, the Warm Springs, the Wasco, and the, and the Paiute people, to uh, formulate our constitution and bylaws. It was approved uh, in a vote of those people on December 18, 1937, with 181 saying yes, 77 saying no. So there you can see there wasn't necessarily total agreement even in those days, but the Constitution and bylaws was approved. That document runs our day-to-day tribal government on behalf of the membership. And so three tribes and their people from those tribes are involved in our membership, and each of us uh, carry an enrollment number, and, and we're from one of those three tribes. So that's why we always say our name, and we'll give an enrollment number and say who we are so that we can show the people that we're, we belong here. Now, the Constitution and Bylaws is an important document because it manages our day-to-day life as tribal members. The Corporate Charter allows our confederation to do business on our behalf as a people and so when we formulate the forest products industries or the power enterprise or the Canada resort, those are done under the guidelines of our corporate charter. And so that's an important document to us because it's a way for our government to create revenue that supports our day-to-day lives as a people. So it's an important document uh, that's uh, here on our reservation. The fourth and last uh, was one that was created in the 90s that we all look to, and it was the Statement of Sovereignty, the Declaration of Sovereignty that was done in June of 1992. Some would say, well, it's not a major document. It's a statement on our behalf as a people of our sovereignty, but it's an important document to us because it states our, our beliefs and values and how we were created as a confederacy. And so it makes a statement to the world, basically, of who we are, what we stand for, and, and, and how we live our lives. And so that document was created in uh, June of 1992, 
and was signed off by the representatives of our tribe. At the start of April, Warm Springs tribal members will vote for the 29th Tribal Council. Composition of tribal council and the voting process is defined in the tribal constitution and bylaws. Mike Clements gives us an overview. Now, when you look at the constitution and bylaws, it has a number of very important sections to it. The first one that people will want to look at is the preamble, and it, it gives a statement as to what this constitution represents. I do think it's important that, that uh, our membership understand uh, and I do want to read the preamble because it's the important statement made on all three tribes' behalf. It says, We, the confederated tribes, that means the Warm Springs, Wasco, and Paiute, Warm Springs Reservation in Oregon, in order to establish a more responsible and effective organization to promote our general welfare, conserve and develop our lands and other resources, and secure to ourselves in our prosperity, the power to exercise certain rights of self-government not inconsistent with the existing federal and state laws do ordain and establish the Constitution of the Confederate Tribes of the Warren Springs Reservation of Oregon. So that's the statement on behalf of all of our tribes. And then Article 1 is, is the, are the objectives of, the, of those things that... Uh, our government is trying to do on behalf of our people and the outcomes uh, that we're after for our membership. Article 2 speaks to territory and the area that's involved with our Confederacy. Article 3 is, speaks to membership on uh, how you get enrolled and how you, adoption is another one, and, and how you can give up your membership if you so choose. Article 4 is uh, the organization of our tribal council, which is our governing body, and it has a number of sections to it that state uh, how, that, how that body gets assembled. Article 5 is a, uh, a list of powers of the tribal council that were uh, provided to that body by the people. And so these are uh, uh, a number of authorities that the membership has handed over to the council on our behalf to carry out uh, creating outcomes for the objectives. And so those powers are listed under Article 5. Article 6 is, a, uh, is what's called initiative and referendum. From time to time, matters of great importance will come before the council and they'll want to place those before the people. So under Article 6, under initiative and referendum, provides a mechanism for them to bring out uh, those proposals to the people, and then the people vote uh, up or down on those initiatives. Article 7 is an important one to us, all of us, because it is our Bill of Rights under this Constitution and bylaws. Just like the United States Constitution, the Bill of Rights is a, a right of all the people to, to do certain things, and we would want everybody to read those and and understand them. Article 8 is, uh, is land, and that's it talks about the allotted land, uh, tribal lands, lease land, how you get leases, and uh, how you acquire property to, to uh, do things, and then also how you exchange your land if you so choose. So there's, uh, there's a whole array of uh, articles uh, or sections with regard to land. 
Article 9 is the last one in the Constitution section, and it is Article 9 or amendments. In amendments, there is, uh, uh, was voted on by the people, and it, it created two ways for the membership to make amendments to this Constitution. The first way is for the Tribal Council to, uh, to vote amongst that body, and if two-thirds of them vote that they want to recommend an amendment to the Tribal people, or they want to make a rec- amendment, they'll vote uh, two-thirds of, the, of that body. The second method is by the membership to have a petition process in which they would gather uh, one-third of the eligible voters and send a question to our membership with regard to a change in our Constitution. So those are the nine sections under the Constitution. Mike Clements focuses in on Article 4, in the Confederated Tribes of Warm Springs Constitution and Bylaws that focuses on tribal council. Article 4 is important to all of us because it is the manner in which we organize our tribal council. And as we all know, that is the governing body that runs our day-to-day business for our tribes and for our organization. And uh, so under, them, under those sections, uh, all, the, all the sections are important. But I'm I'm not going to go through those right now. I'm just going to read them off to you for educational purpose. Section 1 is composition, and that talks about how uh, that there are 11 people on our council at present time. Section 2 is apportionment, and that speaks to where the representatives will come from. That's where we're in the districts of the uh, agency, Simnasho and Sikh-Sikwa districts. Section 3 is term of office. And that states how long the council members will serve. And, but in the, in the times gone by, the first election was organized by what was called the Business Council of the tribe. And they were the early leading body that the government looked to for, the, for that structure. So you see that word Business Council. And from my understanding, it was a body of five people from the, uh, from the reservation here that that oversaw the day-to-day activity for our, for our organization. Number five is the right to vote, and that one states that it'll, the right to vote in the tribal elections is 21 years, and under the secretarial election, of course, it's 18. Section six is time of election. That section just states when the election for the council will happen, and it gives a 30-day no- notice uh, time frame for that. Uh, manner of elections, Section 7, uh, just says that it'll be done by secret ballot or by prevailing custom uh, that may be desired by the people of that district. Uh, section 8 is vacancies and removal from council. Uh, from time to time, uh, uh, there may be problems within the body or, or somebody may pass away, uh, something like that. And so Section 8 talks about how we fill uh, those vacancies. Section 9 is impeachment, and that talks about how a person can be uh, removed from the body uh, with regard to uh, an offense. Uh, but that's, there again, that's done within the council body itself. That's not done by the membership. Section 10 is recall, and this is where the membership can recall a member of its uh, representation from its district and they have to file they have to circulate a petition get 30% of the signatures and they can recall 
a member from their district. Uh, Section 11 is the officers. uh, That lays out chairman, vice chairman, and the secretary treasurer uh, who are officers of the council. The bylaws, uh, Article 1, are the duties of the officers, and that would be the chairman, as we know, the president, the vice chairman, vice president, and the secretary treasurer, and it lists out those job responsibilities under Article 1. Article 2 is a list of qualifications of office, and that's a short statement with regard to uh, who can be on the council. It's, it's pretty, pretty basic, 21 years and older, and you have to be a tribal member or a member of the, of the Confederacy. Article 3 speaks to salaries, and this uh, lays out what the council is paid uh, during its uh, time of work and as it goes through that process. Article 4 under the bylaws uh, lays out how the meetings and procedures will be ran uh, when the council meets. So there's a list of nine, uh, actually 15 uh, sections to the uh, procedures, the meetings and procedures section that guide guide the tribal council. Article 5 is the last section in the bylaws, and it, it speaks to the ratification of the Constitution and bylaws and uh, and uh, that's the last section of the bylaws. Then in the Constitution, you'll see the certification of adoption that uh, lays out when it was done, how many people voted, and, and, uh, and at that time it was signed by Jerry Bruno, who was the chairman of our council way back in the early days. Uh, from there, you go to uh, 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 14 amendments that have been approved uh, through the years, uh, all of the amendments to date have been done by the Tribal Council, and uh, that's the uh, embodiment of the uh, in bylaws. All Warm Springs voting districts will hold meetings for Tribal Council nominations on Thursday, February 3rd. The bylaws of the Confederated Tribes of the Warm Springs Reservation of Oregon define the duties of Tribal Council and the qualifications of office. Article 4. Organization of Tribal Council. Section 1. Composition. The Tribal Council shall be composed of members chosen as hereinafter provided. The Council shall consist of 11 members to be selected from the districts as set forth hereafter. Section 2. Apportionment. Representation from the districts shall be as follows. Simnasho District, three elected members and the recognized chief of the district or his successor. Agency District, three elected members, one of whom shall represent the Sid Walter Flat area, together with the recognized chief of the district or his successor. Siksikwa District, two elected members and the recognized chief of the district or his successor. Section 3. Term of Office. Members of the Council shall be elected for terms of three years except that the chiefs shall serve for life and their successors shall be selected in accordance with tribal custom. Section 4. First Election. The first election of the Tribal Council shall be called by the present business committee as soon as possible after the adoption and approval of this Constitution. Section 5. Right to Vote. All members of the community of either sex who are married or who are over the age of 21 years of age are entitled to vote in the district in which they reside.
Section 6, Time of Election. Elections of memberships on the council shall be set by the tribal council at least 30 days in advance of the expiration of the term of office of the members. Duly elected councilmen shall take office on the first regular meeting date of the council following their election. Section 7. Manner of Elections. Elections shall be by secret ballot or by prevailing custom as may be desired by the people of the district. Section 8. Vacancies and Removal from Office. If a councilman or official shall die, resign, permanently leave the reservation, or be removed from office, the council shall declare the position vacant and appoint a successor to fill the unexpired term, provided that the person chosen to fill such vacancy shall be from the district in which the vacancy occurs. Section 9. Impeachment The council may expel a member for cause by a 2-3 vote after due notice of charges and allowing an opportunity to be heard. Section 10. Recall. A member of the council may be recalled by the electors of his district in an election which shall be called by the tribal council upon presentation of a petition for the recall of such member signed by at least 30% of the eligible voters of the district. Successors to recalled councilmen shall be elected. Section 11. Officers. The council shall select from its membership a chairman, a vice chairman, and from within or outside of its membership, a secretary treasurer. It may also select such other officers and committees as it may deem necessary for properly conducting the business of the council. Bylaws of the Confederated Tribes of the Warm Springs Reservation of Oregon, Article 2, Qualifications of Office. No person shall represent the Confederated Tribes on the Council unless he is a duly enrolled member of the community who has attained the age of 21 years and who has never been convicted of a major crime. Article 3. Salaries. Tribal Council members shall receive compensation for their services while in session for and mileage from home to place of meeting and return at a rate used by the federal government. Expenses shall be paid from available tribal funds. The Tribal Council may establish salaries of officers and committee members. Article 4, Meetings and Procedure. Section 1, the Tribal Council shall assemble on the first Monday of every month. Section 2, a special meeting may be called upon two days' notice by the President or by any four members of the Council. Section 3, A majority of the members shall constitute a quorum to do business. There are 15 sections in all under Article 4 of the Warm Springs Bylaws for meetings and procedures for tribal council. You can download the Constitution and bylaws for the Confederated Tribes of Warm Springs online at warmsprings-nsn.gov slash treaty documents slash constitution and bylaws. I'm Sue Matters reporting for 91.9 FM, KWSO.